the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Second Peter 4 verse 12 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. Well, have you seen this lockdown time as a, uh, as a, as a battle, as a struggle, as the, perhaps the last straw for you? Maybe you've seen it as a necessary evil. You agree with it, but it's hard. Or, or is it just a break from busyness for some? We've put on a few kilos, I've got to say. <laughs> it's been a, a little bit of a struggle to, to pray as much, but we have been in the Word every day. But um, maybe like Peter, you've embraced it as yet another trial God is testing us with in order to produce in us his character. Maybe you've seen it as what it is, a trial. Early, uh, I just want to share a little story. Early in our married life, uh, I decided to surprise Jenny. And after that, uh, that failed party attempt where her flatmates failed to impress her with a surprise because she knew all about it, she knew that they were hiding stuff under beds and all that, uh, I, I sort of hadn't learnt from that. <laughs> so I tried very unsuccessfully to surprise Jenny with the destination of a weekend away. She knew we were going away, just not where. And I kept it under wraps for days, but I, I soon discovered on the trip, the two-hour drive, that, uh, that she'd figured out exactly where we were going. I couldn't believe how quickly my cover was blowing. And she'd worked it all out, but it did have something to do with the fact that just even before we hit Gordonton, I, um, I managed to slip Rotorua into a sentence <laughs> and then quickly tried to cover my tracks. So it was a real amateur move. Yeah. And in fact, uh, I found out just quite recently that, uh, that women don't really uh, like surprises other than birthdays. And uh, that it's actually quite an amateur move to plan something without telling them. Women want notice. They want to plan and pack to suit the occasion. They want to tell their family and friends what their wonderful husband has arranged for them. (laughs) You get just huge brownie points uh, for just going online and booking somewhere. (laughs) You've virtually done nothing. And she's talking you up already. So, um, yeah, trust me, uh, those same brownie points uh, take a lot of hard labour to earn at home. <laughs> all joking aside, all joking aside, I'm, I'm sure that the Apostle Peter, I'm sure the Apostle Peter was talking about a very different kind of surprise when fiery ordeals come upon the now scattered believers that he had pastored in Jerusalem. Like many Christians in hostile places around the world today, his brethren were being persecuted. And in verse 12, he encourages them to treat these fiery ordeals as a test. Not many people liked 
tests, but some do. God knows it's for our good. Peter's love for his Lord and the truth of his words had etched themselves so profoundly into his spirit and his soul that nothing now would or could shake his faith and resolve to follow Jesus. Remember the famous words, Peter, do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Uh, 1 Peter 4 verse 12. Yeah, yeah. We're going to read the, the verses 1 to 12 in a minute. So just get ready if you want to 1 Peter. It's right near the back, very near the back. It's just after James. And so, yeah, remember Peter's words? Well, those words carried him all his life that he would serve the Lord till his death. So let's just turn there now. Let's turn to 1 Peter and turn to chapter 4. And there's only five chapters there, so it's the second to last one. We've been moving through 1 Peter week by week, and this was the sermon that was going to be on the, I think it was the 22nd of August, I think it was. Um, now it's the 19th of September. But I've just been mulling over this passage. I have been reading other books, but this passage, I've just, it's been going over and over in my, my spirit ever since that time, and I've just had... So much time to prepare that I did it all yesterday. <laughs> so anyway, let's read. Let's read um, 1 Peter 4, 1 to 12. Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For the time already past is sufficient for you to have carried out the desire of the Gentiles, having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. And all this, they are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excesses of dissipation and they malign you but they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead so what you reap you will sow for the gospel has for this purpose been preached even to those who are dead that though they are judged in the flesh as men they may live in the spirit according to the will of god the end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint, as well as each one has received a special gift. Employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Wow, that's a big responsibility, eh? And whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies. Amen to that. We've all witnessed that, haven't we? So that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belongs the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And here's the verse we started with. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing. 
Important word, testing. As though some strange thing were happening to you. That's our reading for today. It's always good to gain the context, isn't it, for one verse. So number one, if you're taking notes in this passage, is, is to arm yourselves. Number one, arm yourselves. I've read this passage, I said, as I said, over and over again. And I've, I've already said that in his first letter, Peter focuses on the three S's. This whole letter of Peter, the first, this whole, he's had three main S's. Salvation, suffering, and submission. And in verse 1, it would appear that Peter is making a strong link between Christ, oh, sorry, between suffering and sin becoming dead to us. He's making this link between suffering and sin becoming dead to us. But this is no ordinary suffering. I just want to point out that this suffering, Peter encourages his disciples to look to Christ and that he overcame suffering that he was not deserving of. You see, it's a special kind of suffering. It's a suffering that's undeserved. If we look back into chapter 3, verse 18, we read, it was the just for the unjust, the righteous for the unrighteous. That was Christ upon the cross. He was the just suffering for the unjust, the righteous suffering for the unrighteous. You see, suffering despite doing good, even when you're doing good and you suffer, is a theme in this whole in his whole previous chapters. But now in chapter 4, in verse 1, he links it with dying to our old nature. So now Peter is linking this kind of suffering, this undeserved suffering, with being dead to sin or, or having been done with sin, the NIV says. The therefore in this verse, he says a therefore in the middle of this verse, the therefore in this verse is a bridge between Christ's example, which we now can look to, and the undeserved and unfair stuff in our lives. So that's the bridge. Christ's example and the stuff that happens to us. You see, unfair stuff done to us is a bridge to dying to sin if, Big if, if we arm ourselves with the same attitude. We can get all bitter and twisted about it, and that's not going to change us. But if we arm ourselves with the same attitude and purpose of Christ, Peter says, then it's a bridge to dying to sin. It's our response or our reaction to sin done to us that determines our identity and our purpose now in Christ. So number two is actually to move on. Move on. In verses 2 and 3, Peter goes on to say, For the time already passed is sufficient. Now that's a very, very flash way of saying you've mucked around long enough. <laughs> you've mucked around Long enough in your life, what's it going to be? Are you in or out? Are you going hard for God or still living in your old sinful way? That's what Peter's saying. I love Deuteronomy 2 verse 3. I think it's a classic verse. You've circled this mountain long enough, now turn north. <laughs> I just get this picture of these people sort of going, huh? <laughs> you mean there? <laughs> I've got to go there? I want to just stay in my rut. <laughs> 
I realize uh, for some that's a whole journey in itself. I, I totally get that just to say it is much easier than doing it, to get out of the old pattern where it's like a, a groove on a record, isn't it? And the needle has to jump a few s s sort of s grooves or even a couple of songs maybe. <laughs> yeah, some of us need a few songs. Isaiah prophesied as we read at the start in chapter 53 verse 4 and 5 that Jesus died for the stuff done to us and the stuff done by us. He died for the grieves and sorrows, that's the stuff we got from others, the junk, the horrible stuff done to us. But he also died for our transgressions and our iniquities. I think that's just so encouraging that uh, we can just actually give both kinds of sin to him. And the sin done by us is cancelled by the blood of Jesus. And that can be hard for us to accept. Sometimes we are the hardest person ourselves, as the hardest person to forgive for what we've done. But he's saying he's wiped it from the east to the west. But the sun, sin done to us requires much more acceptance, I believe, and, and it requires also forgiveness, and it's often requiring time. And we haven't got time today to go into all the things that forgiveness is not, but uh, there's a lot of things we sometimes take on. We're thinking that we've got to trust the person that's, you know, uh, let us down or abused us, but we... There's so many things that forgiveness is not, but forgiveness is actually walking in a place where we can bless them. Peter is saying here that if we can move forward and head north, that sin will become dead to us. In other words, you know, we may not like a person, but we can, we can forgive them. Yeah. And sin is like not being, having its power it's lost its sting to us. We just starve it out of our lives. And number three is we've got to be prepared to appear crazy or a bit weird. In verse four, we read, In all this, and all this is the stuff that the, um, people are wanting us to do, drinking parties, drunkenness, carousing, abominable idolatries, and all this, they're surprised. Those people that want us to do those things are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excesses. You see, one of the world, things the world can't get is when we don't indulge the flesh and give it what it wants. Even now and again. You see, the justification is, oh, you've got to have some fun now and again. Loosen up. Don't be so dull. <laughs> and the message version says in verse 2, then you'll live out your days free to pursue what God wants instead of being tyrannized by what you want. I love that word. Well, it's a scary word, but it says a lot. True freedom is, in fact, being a slave of Christ, not a slave of sin. You see, there's only two options, and Christ is a better boss. Studies have proven that children 
who are given absolutely anything and everything they want end up terribly miserable. We literally are tyrannized by what we want. <laughs> we were designed to worship God and out of that to serve him and serve others first before ourselves. That's true freedom. In him we find true identity. This week has been um, Maori Language Week and I learned a new word. The word tuakuri. It's an awesome word. Tuakuri means identity. But what's really cool about it is when you break it down. The word tua means bigger or larger perspective. And the word kiri means skin. When we put them together, we get bigger than our skin, bigger than our flesh. Or a much bigger purpose than ourselves. That's identity. So our true identity in Christ is to tap into the bigger picture. To go beyond our own skin, beyond our own flesh and see the bigger picture. I also remember a really powerful line to a song uh, from the 80s. So it's over 30 years ago I first heard this. And it was written by a man called Michael O. Martian who won several Grammys. He's produced, he's a um, singer-songwriter, amazing musician who's produced many, many albums for some big names. But he wrote this song, Don't Try a Shortcut to Living Without Any Giving. Wow, that etched itself into my spirit, and I still remember it's 31 or two years later. Don't try a shortcut to living without any giving. It's just stayed with me all that time. He said in an interview many years later that the excesses of his earlier years, his wayward years of living, left him spiritually bankrupt. And I actually just checked last night. I watched an interview he did eight years ago. He's still following God. Still going hard for God and using his gift to bless others. You see, that's the difference Jesus makes. Gives you stamina for the long haul so you can keep doing good. Many businesses are now realizing that it's more about the purpose than profit. And I, I know a lot of big businesses now are supporting schools. They're supporting programs to get young people into sport. They're you know, providing things, kit for their sports teams. They're doing all sorts of things because people are realizing it's turning around. People are realizing it's not about just money and self and all of that. One of the best compliments I think I ever received was one night we had a, um, my Shemo my, my crack, she organized a little, a little party get-together in the shed uh, for having filled the vats or something. It was some, some momentous occasion. And uh, we, we were living in town and I came out as sort of like almost a visitor uh, to the farm and this uh, contract milker next door sort of says, so what do you do? Thinking I was retired, you know. <laughs> and 
living it up. And I sort of explained a bit about what we were doing with the youth and going into the college and praying in the college and doing a few other things and just sort of told him a little bit about what we'd, why we'd moved to town to be near the youth and that sort of thing. And um, he said, you're kind of alternative, aren't you? <laughs> I saw that as a great compliment. The problem is I haven't had anyone say that for a long time. So, <laughs> so maybe I'm not as alternative now. I don't know. Hmm, yeah. The world should think that we're different. And I want to add in here that uh, God is also into having the right kind of fun. And young people, you young people that are here tonight, today, are good testers, and it's not just for you, it's for all of us really, but especially for you young people, uh, would you invite Jesus along to every party? And conversation on social media. And be happy to go everywhere you go. Would Jesus be happy to go with you? Would you be happy for him to come with you? Would he be happy with your screen time? Peter reminds us we will all face judgment in verse 5. We're going to skip a few verses due to time. But down in, in, in verse 12, finally he says... Don't be surprised at the fiery ordeals or trials which come upon you for testing purposes. So in verse 4, the world's surprised that we don't run with them. And in verse 12, Peter says, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeals. You know, there's a worthy goal in it all. It's called Christ-likeness, and trials are seasonal. I believe they're seasonal. My experience is that tough times don't last. You just have to grit and bear it for a bit. But tough people do. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Gold is purified when the master goldsmith can see his face in the liquid. Isn't that a, an amazing yeah, metaphor? It feels like a cliche to say, stick to it, saints, but if we could only catch a glimpse of the glory and the presence that awaits us, we would be bolder for God and much tougher on our sin. Romans 8 verse 18, of course, backs that up. You may want to look that one up. Romans 8, 18 says, for the um, glory that lies ahead of us is... Something well worth it. <laughs> I felt God has kept this message in my heart for today. I just really believe there's some people here today that need to hear this word. Maybe struggling, feeling a bit blah after a few weeks locked up. Maybe you're feeling a bit unsettled and even fearful in this new world. And, and I just want to say for someone here today, move on. That's a word for you today. Move on. Maybe it's not sp uh, physical moving on but spiritually move on and uh or maybe it's a relationship move on and uh also i feel to say that uh there's, there's some here today that may just feel you've got to arm yourselves better take the time to arm yourselves and get a bit more you know prepared for the struggles yeah a bit more oomph yeah <laughs> that's a good word oomph <laughs> Yeah, 
in trucking, in the trucking world, we say that our truck needs a bit more giddy up. <laughs> yeah, so maybe you need to fine tune and get a bit more giddy up, a bit more oomph, oomph in your life. He's greater, bigger, and stronger than any bad times. And he has good things in store for those who love him and serve him to the end. So think about that word, tuakiri. Is your identity in Christ? You're looking beyond yourself to the big picture. Move on from Ms. Past. She's a temptress. temptress. Be crazy enough for God that the world's surprised and can't figure you out. But don't be surprised when things go pear shape temporarily for your testing and ultimate glory. Amen. Thank you, God, for this word. We just pray that it would touch our hearts afresh this morning. I feel a little bit like a stuck record saying, keep going in hard times. But Lord, it's just um, what I felt you just give, gave me today to share. I just pray it would just go out like ripples on the sea of doubt. Lord, that this word would just dispel, push back the darkness, Lord. We pray it would bring life. We pray that, that the hope would come in its place, in the, in the place of doubt. Lord, we just pray strength and, and honor into your, into your name, to your name. We want to make you famous, Lord, make you bigger, stronger, greater in this community. Lord, we want to see, see lives set free, memories healed, pasts restored, relationships put right. Lord, we want to see people falling on the altar of pride and falling at that place and saying, I need you, Lord where the world's stuff just loses its power and its, and its attraction, Lord. We just pray that to see you in all your glory and to see you, look you in the face, Lord, would be our delight. And Lord, we look forward to that time when we will see you face to face. There will be no veil. The veil will be removed and we will come to the place of ultimate identity, tuakiri. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.